it counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags, and today we are talking about the 2019 running back position, doing a little year in review. Yeah, and this was a fun group to watch all year. I think it's safe to say that we got everything we were looking for uh, from this group and more. Um, we were both really, I think, very optimistic and pretty darn excited coming into this season to get to watch these guys get out on the field and um, then to uh, just come through and not only just amass the statistics, but just become such a focal part of this offense and uh, get so involved in everything from uh, the run game, short run game, to the pass game uh, is something that uh, certainly uh, was uh, not unexpected, but uh, really, really just enjoyable to see. Yeah, Wags, I think it was really gratifying for us and for Packer fans uh, to know that Aaron Jones is who we thought he was. Uh, he ended up being able to be that every down back uh, for stretches of the season. Um, incredibly effective season for Aaron Jones. Incredibly dynamic football player. Was able to stay healthy, which was just incredible, I, I thought, for him. The Packers offense was absolutely better when he had the ball in his hands. Dangerous uh, through the air, but then certainly with the ball in his hands on the ground, uh, really impressive vision this year, was able to break away, has that speed. He just looks like a dynamic football player and, and one of those top running backs in the NFC right now, I think. And, and his arrow continues to point up and point north, but uh, just talented back and, and wags. When Aaron Jones was clicking, the Packers were winning football games. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, when he was being a multifaceted weapon, uh, that was so key. And and uh, let's not forget the other uh, part of that big duo and Jamal Williams. And I thought he really had uh, a very good year. Um, uh, certainly he, he battled with a couple of, of, of injuries and uh, missed a couple of games. And um you know, he wasn't the main guy, but I thought for what his role was and what we were asking him to do, he came through in several games that uh, Aaron just didn't have his maybe A game or his best performance. And it was Jamal Williams that was able to step up. And that's what I think these guys bring to the table. They complement each other so well because there's going to be different defenses that we face moving forward and that we face this past season that are going to be able to take away something that perhaps Aaron Jones does really well. But then you bring in a guy like Jamal Williams and he just runs so physically and gets downhill. Um, it's just so hard for defenses to adjust to such different styles. So um, it, it was uh, wonderful to see these guys together and, and what great teammates they are together as well. And then, 
switching over to your boy, make fullbacks great again, Danny Vitale. I didn't think he had maybe quite as much of an impact as a receiver that I thought he might this year, but um, it was nice to see him get out there and uh, and really solidify his role as as a blocker and um, um, and special teams. Um, he was the guy that definitely I thought came through and, and made an impact on the field as well. Yeah, so Jamal Williams first, Wags, really carving out a role for himself in this offense. I believe this is the third year in a row where he's had at least 450 yards rushing the ball. Um, The first year, though, he's got more than four yards per carry. It's a great average to have as a running back. Uh, But you know what number really stuck out to me, Wags, was the fact that uh, uh, he was tied with Devontae Adams with five touchdown receptions this year. Uh, I think that really underscores the importance of him in the pass game. And what doesn't always show up in the stat sheet is the pass blocking a running back does. But Jamal Williams is is really darn good. It's something that you and I have noticed the, since he's been in Green Bay, how strong of a pass blocker he is. He continued that course again this year. It's not the most um, glamorous role to be the guy to step up and pick up a blitzing linebacker or safety, but Jamal Williams uh, likes to play the game of football. He's out there dancing. He's loose. Um, you can tell that uh, you know he, he doesn't mind uh, sticking his nose in there. And then Danny Vitale, uh, to your point, I don't think uh, did as much with the ball in his hands as maybe you and I may have expected when the season started. However, uh, played a really strong role in special teams, uh, contributed to the offense a number of games. Unfortunately, ended the year injured. Um, he didn't he didn't play week 17 or in either playoff game. So I know that he's going to be hungry. He's a free agent. We'll talk more in future podcasts about who we're bringing back who we think we're not bringing back Uh, but something tells me that there's going to continue to be a role for the fullback position in this offense and I think Danny Vitale is going to have an opportunity to come back and compete for a roster spot next year Uh, really like what Danny Vitale brings to this team he's physical uh, but but again not only in the offensive side of the ball but also on special teams he likes to hit guys he likes to get down the field and make some tackles yeah, absolutely. And in the vein of special teams, Tyler Irvin comes in at the end of the year, Ooh. makes makes a positive impact, particularly on special teams. But it was really interesting to me, I not a guy I expected to see out on the field um, offensively, and he got some snaps and they got him the ball. So I don't know if it's Tyler Irvin per se next season. Um if if they can work something out, he's certainly someone that would be interesting to uh, take another look at. Um, and we know that he can at least appear to get the job done on special teams as a return man. But someone like him um, that is able to do some end arounds and, and kind of is a, a little bit of a different look uh, even than, than what Williams or Jones gives us, which... It's interesting because we just said it's they complement each other so well. So if we can have that third guy that can add that other dimension, it looks like Coach LaFleur and this staff really likes to have some tools to play with. Um, and certainly uh, Tyler Irvin 
perhaps gives us that. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, when we look at someone like a Dexter Williams. Um, we spent draft capital, albeit late in the draft last season, really wasn't able to get on the field this year. So it's a, a bit of a mystery. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing, considering how relatively healthy the two main guys in front of them stayed. I'm not sure we can, you know, the jury's still out in my mind on Dexter Williams, um, and he's under contract. So uh, he'll be back in camp, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he's able to carve out a spot for himself and, and battle to make this 53-man roster. Yeah, talking about Dexter Williams first, he's, I concur, Wags. It's a giant question mark on what he is, what he brings to the team going into next year. He's certainly going to have an opportunity in camp. Um, I think it's something that Coach LaFleur mentioned throughout the season was consistency on his part, uh, needing consistency out of Dexter Williams. Uh, so I don't know if that means holding onto the ball. I don't know if that means uh, playbook. I don't know if it's pass blocking, a little bit all of the above. It's all speculation. Uh, but I do think that uh, he will have a chance in camp. I really liked him when we drafted him last year. I think he still has quite a bit of potential. Didn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body coming out of Notre Dame. Uh, still think that he can be a pretty nice football player. Uh, but Wags, it was telling, I thought, that uh, Dexter Williams uh, made it to the uh, he was on the 53, but even last year when uh, Jamal Williams got injured, they called up Trey Carson from the practice squad, and then Trey Carson's the guy who got touches. Trey Carson ends up getting cut, goes to Detroit, goes on the IR, uh, but it was telling that the Packers clearly treated Dexter Williams like he was a redshirt season. I think he was only active for four games, uh, but yeah, you're right. The jury's still out on what Dexter Williams brings to the table. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Um, I had kind of forgotten that Trey was active for a couple of games there. Um, and again, that may have just been more situational. I mean, we were certainly fighting to get in the playoff spots. And when you've got a backup running back, the last thing you need is to bring in a rookie that hasn't really gotten any reps. Yeah. And potentially he puts the ball on the ground. So I... I it could be either way. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not going to read too much into that, but I, I think it's fair to say that if he was that good, uh, they would have put him out there on the field. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's certainly a good point. Uh, and then the only other guy that we have on the roster right now currently, and I, I think most likely is a practice squad guy, but we always want to keep an eye on these guys is uh, uh, Damarea Crockett. Um, he was uh, signed to the, the practice squad mid-October uh, and was one of those 10 practice squad guys that has had his contract renewed. So he'll be uh, with the team going into camp as well. He's, a, he's an interesting back. I remember watching him. He was on the Texans. I, I believe he came to Green Bay in the preseason. Um, physical guy, runs the ball well, uh, certainly earned, I think, the uh, opportunity to go into uh, at least into the um, OTAs and some of the work that we're going to be able to do. Um, but Wags, uh, wouldn't be surprised if we bring in more competition, either via the draft or otherwise um, uh, next year. You mentioned Tyler Irvin. I like Tyler quite a bit. I thought he was a good back. The question I have, because he certainly, certainly showed some speed, the question I have was, did he get some of those touches late in the year because the Packers like 
his talent level or because he had fresh legs. He came in late in the year. He had been um, he had been uh, cut or waived. I forget the terminology by Jacksonville. I really like what he brought on special teams. Uh, I love the touches and how creative uh, the Packers got with a couple of those jet sweeps with Tyler Irvin. I'm not trying to shortchange what he did whatsoever because I really want to see him back in Green Bay so he can earn a roster spot. I think he's going to have that opportunity to do that. Um, uh, but I am curious to see, do the Packers see him as a guy who can play on the offensive side of the ball? Or was it uh, more of uh, just another wrinkle late in the year to throw off teams? And I don't know if I have the answer to that yet. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a guy that if we bring back, it's going to be a classic. We draft someone to replace him, and it's just who wins the job. Um, So to me, uh, this position group isn't somewhere where I see Goody investing any real capital um, in the free agency market. I don't really think we need to go out and get a veteran. There's not any gaps as far as I can see. Um, But I do expect that he will draft a running back. Uh, That seems to be typical. Um, Again, whatever we have uh, in Dexter Williams, um, whether we decide to retain uh, Tyler Irvin or not, it just seems to make sense that they'll bring in a young guy to compete with this group. Yeah, and in special teams from a return perspective, I keep hearing about how deep this wide receiver class is. Uh, oftentimes, uh, some of these wide receivers have some speed, and a lot of these guys have return potential too. So you're right, Wags. I think there's going to be a lot of competition. Uh, the Packers want to get better. They want to have more playmakers, whether it's at running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, wherever they can across the board. Um, so I think that's a, a good thing to remember. And also, uh, both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones Jones are free agents after this season. So I think it would behoove the Packers. I don't want to look too far ahead, but it would behoove the Packers to try to bring in more talent at that running back position, um, whether it's late or not, or free agency or what have you, just to get more talent there and then let the card shake out uh, once training camp hits. And let's be honest, we were really fortunate that both these guys stayed as healthy as they did this past year. Um, And uh, they both got well-deserved pay raises. And but still, this isn't a position group that's taking up much um, uh, percentage of the cap overall, obviously, with uh, both these guys still on, on rookie scale contracts and um, no veterans, you know, uh, eating up a, a chunk of change. So, um, yeah, uh, I think we'll get some competition, but I, I, it sounds like we're in agreement that this isn't a position that we'll be going out and necessarily looking to spend. Now, we have our top two backs, right? No doubt about it. They get along great. They're great teammates for each other. They both love to play the game. So uh, how fortunate are we, Wags, after years and years of us trying to figure out the running back position in Green Bay, uh, I think we landed on a couple special players that really complement each other the way that this offense needs. Yeah, so uh, Coach Sermons, I think, deserves some praise as well. Um, Done a fine job, uh, both of these, with young guys, um, getting them to be able to understand the pass blocking scheme is an underrated part of playing that running back position. And I've said it before, but folks, uh, if you like to watch uh, some uh, deep cut uh, football uh, vids uh, go and watch some Jamal Williams doing pass blocking uh, it's uh, it's just wonderful to watch so um, so kudos to coach sermons too for having these guys prepared and, and playing at a high level 
Wags, I think we've uh, talked about the running back position. We'll be talking about draft down the road. We'll be talking free agency and all those other great things that I, I know everybody likes to talk about. But uh, overall, uh, I haven't really put a grade on any of the positions yet. But if I had to for running back, I'd say it's an A. I, this was a, one of the stellar position groups I thought the Packers had uh, this season. They were consistent uh, throughout the season, uh, contributed different times. Devontae Adams goes down. Both our running backs show up when we need them to. We win some tough games without our star wide receiver. A grade in my book. I'm not going to quibble with that. Why overthink it? You know, um, these guys did great. So, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. And uh, that just about does it, I think, for this episode. If you haven't, go back and uh, subscribe. Listen to some of our uh, previous uh, positional breakdowns. We've uh, done a quarterback wide receiver and tight end uh, those are in the can so uh, get your packer fix and uh, certainly rate and review us share us with a friend we so appreciate you listening and as always we'll finish with go pack go, go pack go